I'm actually so annoyed right now. This is my second time recording this podcast because the first time I recorded it, I recorded about an hour's worth and I was really happy with it. And then I go to edit it and you just get a bunch of ASMR nostril sounds because apparently my sinuses were completely blocked and breath just struggled to get through my fucking nostrils. So here I am. I'm not going to breathe through my nose. I'm going (laughs) to... I don't know how to breathe. I'm really nervous because I like just having chats and it just to flow and not stop all the time, but I just don't know how to breathe. Oh my God, if any of you remember Tay Zunday's Chocolate Rain when he like moves away from the mic to breathe, that's literally going to be me because I'm not recording this and fucking up again with my nostril ASMR. Anyway, welcome back. Or welcome to episode 5 of You're Not Alone. Thank you so much if you listened to last week's podcast. And if you didn't, it was on masturbation, fantasies, fetishes, all of that kind of stuff. It was my first podcast to do with like sex and a sexy podcast. I've been waiting to do one for so long, but just like didn't want to cross the line. I feel like I'm so open but certain things, obviously because I'm talking from my own experience, it is like really personal and it's really hard sometimes to tell certain stories but some topics I don't feel like I can talk about unless I tell certain stories so it's a bit like, it's a bit nerve-wracking to suddenly talk about having a wank and all the different things you used to do so I really appreciate all of you listening to it. And if you haven't already, I definitely think you should because it's one of my favourites so far and it's inspired me to do some more, like today. Today, I thought I'd talk about sexual confidence because I think it leads on really nicely from last week's and also it's something that's become so relevant in my life at the minute and it's it's just something I really want to talk about. I feel like sexual confidence is something that we all struggle with or at least we all think about or we've read about or whatever. It's something that everyone's aware of, everyone's thought about and it can make or break sex. Like your mindset during sex and how you feel is so important and I feel like it's something we should all talk about. And also I love people who share their sex confidence stories and experiences because well obviously the whole point of this podcast is you're not alone so sharing stories is just really important to feel comfortable in how you feel during sex so I'm here to share mine I feel like mine's a bit strange I don't know I feel like lots of people have gone through what I've gone through but it's been quite a process and quite a journey to finally feel somewhat sexually confident at the age of 23 and two and a half years into my really stable, really good, really healthy relationship. So I thought I'd start by giving you a bit of background, giving you a bit of context and just sort of take you through what I've been through so far. I think I talked about some of this in last week's podcast but I'm just gonna sort of go through it chronologically and just give you a few little moments that'll make everything I talk about makes sense basically. So I became sexually active when I was 18 and then before that 
as you heard on last week's podcast, I was masturbating, I was having fantasies, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'd also done some sex things before that, like hand jobs, like just normal stuff, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, decided to be sexually active when I was 18. And I'd been in a relationship with this boy since I was 13. And it really wasn't healthy. It was emotionally abusive, emotionally manipulating. It was really damaging, to be honest. Uh, He had his issues that he was dealing with. I mean, I've got to be really careful because I don't want to say any details about him because, you know, we don't speak anymore. I don't have his permission. And even though he was a complete and utter dick, I just don't want to out him like that, just in case people know who he is and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to keep, save the details. But yeah, certain things happened because of the issues that he was dealing with personally, but other ones, he was just a fucking dick to me. And that combination just led to a really unhealthy relationship. So then when we became sexually active, that just brought about a whole nother metric fuck ton of issues really he didn't want to have sex with me but I was fully ready to be sexually active I am quite a sexual person I think like I've always been sort of into that and obviously sex positivity and sex education has become like a massive passion of mine so obviously it's always been a thing for me so two completely different sex drives and also me being very immature, him being very immature, it was just like, it was just a shit show to be honest. I didn't behave correctly, I don't think. I think I was way too forceful. I wasn't ever like rapey kind of forceful, but I did, I do think I put a lot of pressure on him because I put a lot of my value on if he wanted to have sex with me or not because there was such a lack of affection in all other aspects I put a lot of my value on sex so if he chose to have sex with me if he wanted to have sex with me whatever I felt valued loved worthy of his attention and affection it just it made me feel properly loved by this boy so I think I put a lot of pressure on him to have sex with me so I could feel that feeling because I didn't get that feeling from anything else basically. With both of our behaviours it was just a mess and it created a lot of emotional issues with me and you know obviously I was very emotionally connected to sex in a really unhealthy way So my view of sex was just really twisted and really bizarre. I didn't feel any pleasure from it, to be honest. It was more a way of me perceiving him showing me love. He wasn't, but that's how I saw it. To be honest, I would say that I was fairly sexually confident back then. Like, I remember going on top, but oh my god, this memory has just come back to me. When I did go on top, he criticised me for not having rhythm and that really affected me and 
that was one of the main reasons that I didn't go on top for years after that is because well, I was just really ashamed that I didn't have rhythm and I wasn't good at it. So I just didn't for years. I completely forgot that that was why. Wow. <laughs> it's like I'm running my own therapy session, Jesus Christ. But yeah, you know, just being criticised a little bit. But other than that, I was really confident. Like, I wasn't ashamed of my body at all. I was really forward when it came to initiating sex. And yeah, I wanted to try different things. And oh, fucking hell, I was so confident back then. And I think as time went on, I just... You know, my self-esteem was really low. My confidence was really low. I was sort of moulded and formed into this, well, manipulated into this girl who would, who every little emotion would hang on the words of this boy. Like, if he saw me as something, then that's what I was, you know? And by the end of the relationship, I was a bit destroyed, (laughs) to put it lightly, you know, all sorts of things were really hard for me. And, you know, when the relationship ended, I just didn't want sex anymore. You know, my my reason for wanting to have sex was to have the validation of this boy. And because we'd split up, there was now no reason for me to have sex. Um, I was in uni at the time. So I thought, okay, well, I've been in a long-term relationship for six years now. So maybe I'll enjoy casual relationships. Like, duh, I'm in uni and I've just split up my split up my boyfriend. The obvious thing to do is to have one night stands, isn't it? So I tried that. Fucking hated it. <laughs> I really, really didn't like it. Um, I didn't have, obviously, I didn't have any emotional connection with the boy. And I'd never had sex for pleasure before. And I just didn't feel any pleasure, you know. Obviously, I didn't orgasm or anything like that during these encounters. So there was just nothing in it for me. And I really didn't like it. I didn't feel that confident. I didn't feel that sexy. Like, it wasn't the typical picking the guy up from the club, getting it on and then having that really hot, heated moment where it's really sexy and, oh my God, fluster, blah, blah, blah. It was horrendous. I literally didn't feel anything. Except the morning after, I'd just feel shame and I'd feel absolutely disgusted and I'd hate the boy afterwards. It was just really bad and I really didn't enjoy it. And then I'd feel awful for the guy as well because I was just acting like a piece of shit. (laughs) And I never wanted to see them again and all of this. So that didn't really work for me. I did have a casual relationship with a guy where we'd had sex multiple times. And I hated that as well because he got an emotional attachment to me and I just wasn't in it at all. I didn't like the sex. I didn't like him as a person even. And yeah, my head was fucked, to be honest. So that didn't really work for me either. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what went on. Probably should have seeked professional help, but, uh, you know. Um, Yeah, the whole casual thing just, just didn't really work for me. I didn't really know how I felt about sex. That was really hard to navigate. 
I was still masturbating and things and that was absolutely fine. Like my sexual relationship with myself was fine and my sexual confidence with myself was absolutely fine. But with guys, it's not like I felt a lack of confidence. It was just a lack of emotion and a lack of passion completely. So fast forward to me and Adam. Uh, Me and Adam got together about two and a half years ago now and... Yeah, I hadn't really had sex for quite a long time. I'd say like over a year or so before I actually got with Adam. Something like that. And when we first started doing things, I think I mentioned this on a podcast before. It may have been last week. But when we first started doing things, I had a massive panic attack. Like I freaked out. I'm not sure why. I don't. I can't really figure out why I was so panicked, but I just think, as I said, I didn't have any pleasure when it came to sex and I just wasn't ready. Like I hadn't had sex for a really long time and I developed feelings for Adam and when I first kissed him, I was like, I'm ready to have something with you. And then when it turned into something sexual, I was like, holy shit holy shit and I just freaked but it was Adam's reaction after that which started to make me comfortable like he was really supportive really lovely really patient and then I was like okay I think I actually want to have sex with this guy it took 10 days (laughs) it would have been a lot sooner but I was on my period (laughs) so 10 days later, I actually wanted to have sex with him, which is something I never thought I would have again, to be honest. And I don't, I don't really remember the actual sex itself. I can, I can remember little bits, but I remember being really excited and really happy. And yeah, I remember it was just a really positive experience. I don't remember how I felt confidence-wise. I didn't get on top or anything like that, I don't think. But I just felt really happy and content and felt like it was the right thing to do. Something that I did want to mention that happened to me was that when me and Adam first started having sex, I can't remember what the official term is, but basically my vagina was a Venus flytrap. Like... It was just really tight all the time. And I thought that's just how I was built. But actually, in hindsight, I look back and I think it's because of the emotional trauma I'd had and the emotional connection to sex that I had that the emotional connection to sex and then to my vagina, it's all linked It's incredible how linked your brain is to vagina, which sounds absolutely mental, like it sounds obvious, but like if you're stressed or if you don't want to have sex, your vagina knows and without you even trying it, it'll just, it'll just clamp up. I wish I could remember the term. It was on Sex Education, by the way. Amazing show. Absolutely loved it. Highly recommend. Yeah, the, one of the main characters, Lily, has it. Shit. Oh well, can't remember. Um, 
But yet I found it really hard or me and Adam found it really hard to get get it in because I was so tight and I think, yeah, just all the shit that had gone on before had affected how I felt about sex, which is part of confidence, I think. If I was completely relaxed, then everything would have been fine. But obviously something in me was really anxious and not completely happy, which made my vagina just super tense and tight all the time. And it took a really long time for everything to relax and be okay. Honestly, it still happens now, two and a half years later. I feel like it happens to everyone, but but for me, it still happened every single time we had sex for a really long time. And I just think it took so long for me to get over everything that I'd... Well, not even get over, just sort of be more comfortable in the situation I was in and for my like actual physical body to heal properly and to get over what my brain had gone through. It sounds like super spiritual and really stupid, but honestly, like the emotions you feel are so connected to your vagina that this is why I want to talk about sexual confidence because it's so important because if you don't have confidence and you're really shy and you're really anxious, then it can literally affect you physically and can make sex impossible to have. Not to mention that the whole tight thing was really painful. I mean, it would take a lot for me to get wet and I was also really tight. So it was just, it was quite painful as well. And just, yeah, really horrible. So yeah, that's my background. <laughs> basically where we're at now um so now sexual confidence wise literally within the last week my confidence has skyrocketed it, I'll get into the main reason why in a second but I am just so confident sexually like I don't care I just want the experience of sex with my partner I finally feel pleasure during sex it feels right. It feels like it's something I want to do. Like before, it was never something I actually ever wanted to do. It was something I felt like I had to, to express affection. Like I felt like that up until, well, start of quarantine really. It was only sort of leading up towards quarantine that I actually felt like I didn't have to have sex to prove that Adam was worthy and Adam didn't have to have sex with me to prove that I was worthy. It took two years for me to get out of that mindset and it was really hard for both of us I think. But yeah, I'm I'm actually having sex for pleasure. I feel the desire to have sex. It's just amazing. So, the big reveal. <laughs> What has finally made me feel the most sexually confident? Now, I'm really sorry if this doesn't apply to all of you. Like, if some of you are listening, hoping for a magical answer to fix their sexual confidence, I don't think I'm going to give it to you. I mean, I may help some of you, but honestly, sexual confidence is so personal. And I, I'm just telling my story. Hopefully it'll help some of you and... I'll try and include some things that may help more of you, but, you know, I'm just going to tell my story. So, the main thing that helped me become 
as sexually confident as I am right now is discovering my sexuality. It sounds so simple, but oh my God. So again, I'll give you a bit of background, a bit of context. I knew... I don't know how young I was. But I've known for a really long time that I wasn't straight. I feel like in hindsight I knew when I was really young, but I didn't bother thinking about it back then. But I just knew I wasn't straight and I didn't feel comfortable saying I was straight. And yeah, there was just something there. Um, My very first panic attack was actually because I thought I was gay. And this is when I was in the long-term relationship with a boy. And I was like, oh shit. Like, I think I might be gay. What am I going to do? Like, what the fuck do I do? I didn't want to get into it, so I just didn't really think about it. Like, I was in this really manipulative, horrible relationship. I... There was no way I was going to get out and I just didn't want to deal with it. So I just didn't deal with it. (laughs) And that was that. Um, And then once that relationship ended, I was in uni and I finally had the freedom to just think about whatever I wanted. So I thought about it a bit more and then I came to the conclusion that I would like to like, kiss girls or whatever but I can't see myself having sex with girls or being in a relationship with one so that's where I sort of landed when I first started thinking about it and I felt that way for quite a while like I didn't really like the idea of going much further with girls and just kissing but that was just me not being comfortable with my sexuality and not really accepting it at the time yeah that was about it really And then, like, really soon after, I ended up getting with Adam. So, yeah, so thinking about it, by the time I'd more so come to terms with it, I was already with Adam. So, it didn't really matter. I didn't really think... I kind of did think about it a bit more, but, you know, I didn't... I was just so head over heels for him that it didn't it just didn't really crop up anymore in my head. I di- I still didn't think I was straight, but it just wasn't worth thinking about because I was in a relationship that I genuinely wanted to be in. So it didn't really come up and then I'd say about a year or so ago, maybe more, it cropped up again. It reared its head and oh my god. I was so stressed out. I thought, holy shit. I I just had this feeling of regret. I was really upset. I was, I had these desires and all of these things for women while I was in a relationship with Adam. And it really made me question my feelings for Adam, to be honest, which makes me so upset to think about. But I was just really confused. I didn't know what these feelings meant. Like, was I gay? Did I want to be with Adam? You know, all these questions came up and I didn't feel like I could talk to him about it because, you know, I wasn't going to just 
talk to him about feelings that weren't 100% certain that could really damage him and hurt his feelings because you know that had happened to me and it really fucked me up and I wasn't about to do that to him either so I kept it really private and in hindsight now I realised that that really really affected my sexual confidence and how I felt about sex altogether because I had all these conflicting feelings about how I felt for Adam and how I felt about women and it just manifested in a way that made me just like curl up into a ball and was just yeah it was just really messed up like obviously my vagina was still getting really tight because it was just not comfortable it was really hard to get wet I wasn't having desires for sex and it's just really miserable, but I didn't realise that the two were connected. Honestly, I just thought, you know, this is how, this is how it is. Like, this is how it's been my entire sex life. So it just is. But I discovered my sexuality about a week or two ago. I know, I've been having these horrendous feelings for over a year and Jesus Christ, it was miserable. I actually discovered my sexuality through a TikTok. No lie. I watched a TikTok and thought, holy fuck, she's actually put it into words. I If I played the TikTok out loud, I don't think you'd be able to hear it. So I'll just describe it to you. Basically, this girl is saying, you know, all my bisexual girls out there, am I the only one who didn't come to terms with my sexuality until I was like 23? which is really spooky because I'm actually 23. And then you're in a long-term relationship with a boy who you love to death, like you genuinely love them. But there's like this whole other part of you that you never got to explore because you were so in denial and you love the boy to death, but there's just this whole other part of your life that is so separate that you never got to experience and you just feel sad about it. That was basically it. And when I was watching it, I almost burst into tears because I was like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. I'm not the only bisexual girl who feels that way. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not gay or anything. I'm just basically mourning that part of my life that I didn't get to experience. And that was it. Like, that's my sexuality. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I'm in a loving relationship with a guy, never got to experience anything with a girl, and I feel really sad about it. So, if you're someone out there who feels like that, who feels like they they never got to experience this one thing, and you feel like shit about it, it's okay. Like, for me, it's like mourning that part of my sexuality. Like, I'm hoping to be with Adam forever. And the fact that I may not get to experience things like that with women is something you have to deal with and something that can be quite painful, I think. Because it's like, oh my God, this is part of me that is there and I'm never going to get to experience it. Or, yeah, it's just really... It's just really difficult when you don't know what's happening. So I discovered that side of me and 
started to process it properly and accept that I may never be with a woman in any capacity. That's okay. It's okay to feel sad. Well, more or less grief, anger, whatever the hell. But your feelings for Adam are genuine. You love him. You want to be with him. You'd never cheat on him and you don't want to leave him for a woman. Like, everything's okay. And I didn't really feel anything massive change, but I really think it changed something in my brain where my confidence just went through the roof. One thing was my fashion sense and the clothes I wanted to wear. I think because I was so afraid subconsciously of accepting my sexuality for what it truly was, I didn't buy anything that made me look stereotypically gay. Now, I hate that it's a stereotype that gay people dress a certain way, but I don't know how else to put it across where you'll understand what I mean, so please forgive me. Um, But yeah, you know, I didn't want to dress to make it seem like I was gay to other people because I hadn't accepted my sexuality yet and I felt really uncomfortable portraying myself in that way and even delving into that kind of sexual expression. Like, yeah, I just felt really uncomfortable and I didn't even want to go there, so I never did. And as soon as I accepted my sexuality, I was like, hell yeah, get me all the pattern shirts, Give me the Doc Martens, like denim, yeah, all of that. All the clothes that I wanted to wear that I missed out on because I thought it portrayed me in a certain way. I was like, fuck yeah, like, get me all those clothes. And you saw, if you saw my Instagram, I bought a pattern shirt and I felt hot as fuck. Like, I felt so sexy in that shirt. I felt like it really, like... It was just so relieving to be able to wear something like that and be confident. Like, that improved my confidence so much. I took a picture of my fucking side boob out. Hello? Like, if that doesn't scream confidence, I don't know what does. (laughs) And yeah, just looking at different Pinterest boards with that kind of fashion, it just made me so happy. And... Yeah, I feel like I can dress how I want. And that's obviously going to make you feel more confident and feel more attractive and feel more sexy, which in turn is going to improve your sexual confidence. I mean, if you feel like shit in what you're wearing, you're not going to exactly feel good when you have sex because you felt shit about the way you looked all day. I mean, that's how I felt. I'm like, when he's taking off clothes that I don't even like, it, it, it just doesn't really create a sexy vibe. Another thing that improved like tenfold was my relationship with Adam. Obviously because I was so comfortable with my sexuality and how I felt, I was finally able to love him like I always had. There was no worry about the back of, in the back of my head about how I felt about him or felt about women. I knew exactly how I felt about both and I was like, hell yeah. And I was so ecstatic that our relationship was just amazing. I was super cuddly again. I was really affectionate again. And 
it was like we were head over heels all over again, like when we first got together and oh my God, I can't tell you how happy I was because I thought we were coming to the end of our relationship potentially because of all this shit in my brain, but actually it had like revived our relationship and oh my God, I was so relieved. I don't know how much detail I want to get into sexually, obviously, because again, it's another person involved, but sexually, it was like I was a new woman in all aspects actually, but especially sexually, my confidence shot through the roof. Like, I wanted to initiate sex. I actually wanted to have sex for pleasure. I cannot remember the last time I genuinely felt horny like that. You know that feeling where you can like physically feel it in your vagina? I rarely ever got that feeling. I'd only feel sort of aroused during sex and even then it wasn't that much but I felt like the kind of horny when you're on your period but I was like at the end of my period it was absolutely mental like I was genuinely feeling normal feelings like I felt like my body was working like it should have been doing this whole time because I just let go of all this like all of these sexuality problems, my brain was like, okay, now we're confident, now we're comfortable, let's have proper feelings. And that weird tight thing with my vagina, that's gone. That like completely went. All because like everything in my brain is just relaxed. And Just the feeling that my body works properly during sex has made me so much more sexually confident because I don't have to worry about being in pain and I don't have to worry about things being really tight and I just don't have to worry about all these horrible thoughts and physical things. So because I'm so relaxed, I can enjoy sex properly and that just makes me the most confident that I've ever been. So... I'd say if there's anything bothering you, like sexually or anything that you think may be affecting you, I really, really take the time to figure it out, sort it out, talk it through with someone. I don't know, just, I don't think, well, I didn't. Sometimes people don't realise how much things going on in their head affect their sex life and how intensely it can affect it and for how long because for me this has been going on for years and for me just accepting my sexuality just completely changed things overnight like literally overnight and being relaxed and confident in who you are is just it's just so important like so important in fact that You all, like everyone listening to this right now, you need to spend time working on that for yourself. Like when you're having sex, you can't have all of these things in your head. I mean, obviously for me, it was just coming across a TikTok that I related to and, you know, everything finally came into place. But I think some other things you can do is, I mean, the obvious is, you know, your counselling therapy, things like that, talking things out with a friend, 
even if it's talking it out with me, if you have something that's on your mind and you need to talk it through with someone, please feel free to DM me because I know how shit it is to not be able to express how you feel. And, you know, if I don't know you that well, if we're not close, then you've got my unbiased opinions and my unbiased attention. And, you know, I don't know you. I'm not going to judge you for whatever's going on in your head. I mean, I feel like I wish I had discussed my sexuality issues with one of you sooner because you don't know me or Adam. You know, it's, it's just someone who you don't know that well, who isn't involved in your personal life, who you can just vent to and it's not going to affect anything. So if you've got things you want to discuss, I would so much prefer you to speak to me than to just keep it to yourself and, you know, have it in your head and have it ruin your potential sexual confidence. Another way is to write down your feelings. That's an obvious one, like journaling. That can really help because it's like talking to someone, but you don't actually have to talk to someone. You're just getting your feelings out on paper. And sometimes reading what you've written can help you make sense of what's going on. I mean, I've done that for plenty of things and it's helped me so much to make sense of things that have happened in my life. So I really, really recommend writing it down somehow. I mean, you can write it down on paper or what I used to do is I made a Blogspot account. So I made a blog online, but I made all the posts private so I could just write down whatever I wanted and it was stored on this website, but no one could actually see it. I think I may do that tonight, actually. I forgot I did that and that's a really good way of getting everything out there. I mean, other things to do are, depending on what kind of person you are, like meditation, just completely relaxing your mind, reminding yourself that everything's okay, you know, what your feeling's okay and all that kind of stuff. Just depending on what kind of person you are, there are plenty of options to try and help heal whatever's going on in your head that might be preventing you from having a really good sex life. I feel like I've covered all the emotional things, which was the main thing for me, but now I wanted to talk about the physical things because I feel like when you think of sexual confidence, the main thing that you think of is body confidence and feeling sexy physically and all of that kind of stuff. So... I think because I was struggling so much emotionally, physically wasn't so much of an issue. Now, I have to say I am in a pretty privileged position where I don't really have many body issues. I don't really have stretch marks or cellulite that much. You know, I have fairly large boobs. I'm quite a slim girl. So to be honest, I didn't really have much to be self-conscious about in that way. But what I will say is that the way my vagina looked caused me so much shame growing up. I was terrified of having sex for the first time or having sex at all because of the way my vagina looked. Now, this obviously stems from porn and things like that. And I have to say it, those girls are cherry picked. Like... You see all of the same vaginas on porn, it's because those girls are cherry-picked. 
and not having visible labia menorahs is like this weird desirable thing that is cherry picked in porn but that is not what every girl looks like some girls look like that obviously but most girls I know have visible labia menora and they're quite long actually mine is I don't mind saying that mine are quite long they're fairly dark in colour and yeah I mean for so many men that's probably undesirable but tell you what they're childish ignorant little boys to be honest because vaginas come in so many sizes shapes colors lengths everything every vagina is so unique and looks so different and can have so many different combinations of the way it looks that judging someone for the way their vagina looks is just oh it just winds me up beyond belief because it's just the way you're born it's just the way you look there's nothing you can do about it I mean you can have surgery but what's the point a vagina's a vagina and if some little insecure stupid boy is going to judge you for the way it looks then he doesn't deserve to have sex with you honestly because he's got his own issues and he's probably just projecting just gonna put it out there (laughs) I mean I feel like that goes for women too I'm really sorry I keep being heteronormative but I'm I, I just base it on what I've experienced so massive apologies for being heteronormative you know it can happen between two girls two guys judging each other's dicks you know it can happen to anyone any combination of people but yeah don't worry about how your vagina looks just I I don't know what else to say you know it's more a reflection on the person judging you than you leading on from that I wanted to talk about how you dress and how that makes you feel confident. So you've got the obvious sort of sexy lingerie, the lace, all of that kind of thing. But for me personally, that doesn't make me feel sexy. And it took me so long to realise that. Like, I think all the lacy underwear and all of that can really make you feel good and it looks really pretty. But when you're in the bedroom with your partner having sex, it's really important to wear something that makes you feel incredible. And accepting that lace underwear isn't always what's going to make you feel incredible. I feel like as women, we're expected to have these like lacy G-strings, the suspenders, and that is what's supposed to make us feel sexy and confident. But I feel like, well, maybe for a lot of us, that doesn't actually do it for us. And to be honest, I think how you feel in the underwear is more important because I think guys notice, and girls, sorry, I think guys and or girls notice your confidence in what you're wearing more than what you're actually wearing. 
Because think about your body language. If you're not fully comfortable and sexy in what you're wearing, your body language is going to show it. And it makes such a huge difference to how you put yourself forward to your partner. Like, if I'm in a bodysuit, like a sexy lacy bodysuit, that doesn't quite fit me properly and doesn't accentuate my good bits, I'm going to feel so self-conscious. Like, I have this bodysuit that's got a really deep v-neck plunge at the front, and my boobs face towards my armpits, right? So they don't face forward. I call them east-west boobs because they literally face completely opposite to each other. So having this deep plunge makes me look so flat-chested. And the way the bodysuit was cut, it wasn't quite covering my boobs in the right way. And even though it was red and it was lacy and it was sexy, it just really wasn't suiting my body. And it made me feel really uncomfortable because it wasn't accentuating the good bits of my body at all. So on paper, really sexy. 10 out of 10. But on my body, it made me feel like shit. (laughs) But what actually makes me feel sexy is like sort of like your Calvin Klein style underwear. So like really comfy, but really flattering. And I really like the chill vibe. Like that makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel comfortable and it just accentuates me in the right way. So I love a comfy bralette because it gives me that like really relaxed, really chill sort of vibe it'll support my boobs really well without like pushing them up to my chin. It'll just give them like light support to make the shape of them look really nice. And obviously I'm just comfortable in it. And then for underwear, I really like Calvin Klein women's boxers. They are gorgeous. Like they make my ass look incredible. They shape it so well. Like The cut of the underwear is like a cheeky cut, so it gives you like a little bit of coverage, but you know, half your ass is still on show. But what it does is, it makes my ass look really, really round. Whereas if I'm wearing like a G string, the G string of the underwear is like straight across, so it it makes my ass look like really flat and really horrible. Whereas the Calvin Klein female boxers just really give my bum like a really nice shape and obviously as I keep saying it's just comfortable it's like if I'm more comfortable I just I just feel great one little challenge I want you to do is I want you you can either go on Pinterest or look in your own underwear drawer but look in your underwear drawer and think What would make me feel the most sexy? Not what would make me the most stereotypically sexy, but what suits my body shape? What accentuates my boobs and my bum really well? What accentuates my figure really well? Because it may surprise you, it may not be the laciest, sexiest, most revealing underwear you have. It may be like a random pair of underwear from Asda that just really sits on your body right 
So literally go through everything, look at different types of underwear online and just, you know, think about what will make you feel sexy. And also for me, layering a big t-shirt on top is just, oh my God, that is the most sexiest thing to me. If you've got like really cute underwear underneath and you've got a massive oversized cotton t-shirt on top, that is just so hot to me. I don't know why. Like I can just imagine like the guy just like reaching underneath this big baggy top and like taking it off and suddenly you've got this like gorgeous figure. Oh, I don't know. That's just what makes me feel super sexy. I need to do that more actually. And also like, this probably comes from movies to be honest. Like the the morning after the girl always comes down with a, like a cute little ponytail or a messy bun and her boyfriend's t-shirt on top always white um his white work shirt or whatever I just think that is j- just the most sexy thing ever to be honest I just love that energy just like I'm wearing the baggiest t-shirt ever but I feel fucking sexy like that is big dick energy right there So yeah, just think about it. I mean, if for you, the most sexy you feel is in like lacy G-strings and like suspenders and all of that kind of stuff, then fucking go for it. But if it's more comfy stuff, then go for it because your confidence is what's going to be sexy. And if you're super confident in the bedroom with your guy, then oh my God, it doesn't, you could be wearing a fucking bin bag and he'll still want to have sex with you. Thinking back to last week's podcast, another thing that really improved my sexual confidence was being open about what I want during sex. Now this can be really hard to do and it's taken me so long, but think about it, like what's the worst that's going to happen if you put forward a fantasy that you've thought of to your partner and he or she doesn't want to do it, then you know, they just don't want to do it. It's nothing to do with you personally. It's not, it's not like a personal attack on you. And trust me, this took me so long to realise. It's just that they don't feel comfortable doing or acting out the fantasy that you've had. That's, that's all it is. But sometimes if you're open, you might, but you may be open and find that you have a common fantasy and it's something that you could have so much fun doing together. Although to be honest, when me and Adam first got together, he was so shy sexually. Like he didn't want to try anything. He just liked to have just normal sex, to be honest. But, you know, because I've opened myself up and have talked about things with him and just discussed different ideas, different fantasies I've had. He didn't even think of before or didn't even consider before. And we've tried certain things and he's actually really liked it. So you literally never know what either of you or both of you are going to like until you try it or until you discuss it with each other. And I think you know, the trust in your relationship should be there enough already if you're already having sex. 
But if you don't trust them enough to discuss like fantasies and stuff with them, then you may want to work on that because trust is so important. Like so fucking important. I cannot stress this enough. The best sex you are going to have and the most confident you're going to feel is with someone you trust, feel safe with and feel comfortable with. End of story. And if all of those things you have with your partner, then you should be able to discuss any fantasies you have. And if they judge you, like, not just like, because sometimes like Adam like judges me like, really? (laughs) That's what you think about? If it's in like a jokey way, then it's fine. But if they like properly judge you for it and make you feel like a piece of shit for having certain fantasies, then fuck them. Not literally. But like, screw them. They are not someone you want to be with. Like, I am so against sex shaming, slut shaming, fantasy shaming, kink shaming, all of those things. Because, as I said before, you can think about whatever you want. And the fact that you want to express what you want in sex is just... I don't know. I just feel like... We waste so much time having shit sex that we don't want and we spend so much time fantasising about things we'd love to do but we never get to do because we feel like we're going to be so heavily judged. But honestly, it's better to put the fantasy out there and for your partner to be like, "Mm, maybe not or no, I don't feel comfortable with it. Or maybe... They want to have that fantasy with you and they've been waiting for you to say it because they're not confident enough to and you have the best sex of your life. I wanted to actually set some, I'm going to call them intentions. If you see my latest Instagram post, I like to set intentions rather than goals because goals are just too much pressure and I end up doing nothing and I feel like a piece of shit. So intentions are just something to think about, something to work towards. So my intentions for my sex life, to keep improving my confidence in different ways, challenge myself, but comfortably challenge myself. So I want to start initiating sex more with Adam and I want to do that by being in lingerie that makes me feel comfortable and sexy. I only want to do things that make me feel sexy and feel confident to initiate sex because I don't know how to initiate sex. If you've got ideas, let me know, but I have no fucking clue. Boys have it so easy, they can just rub their boner on us and we know, but how the hell do girls do it? I don't know. So, that's one of my intentions. Another one is to flirt more. Get the sexual tension going during the day, so then when it comes to the evening and having sex, it's like, oh my god, I've been waiting for this all day. So I'm only going to set two. I don't want to overwhelm myself, but I want to know what yours are. Like since listening to this podcast and thinking about things, what are your intentions? Like what do you want to do? Let me know. I feel like this podcast has been a little bit intense, so we're going to read a story. Now, this segment is called Dirty Little Secrets. 
I don't always know if they're going to be dirty, but they probably are because you're all fucking filthy. Uh, if you haven't listened before, this is a segment where I read out either stories that people have sent to me or read my own stories, depending if I've got a story to read, whatever. And yeah, it's all anonymous. Everyone's anonymous, everything's anonymous. But it's just fun, you know? Everyone's got weird, embarrassing stories, and if you want to tell them, send them in. My email is on my Instagram. Yeah. So, I've checked my emails. We've got a story, and the subject line is, ouch, what the fuck? Okay. So, here is my little story for Dirty Little Secrets. Me and my partner had a lovely night out for a few friends, and it was one of them nights when you were just feeling each other on another level. Oh my god. Aren't those nights just the best? When you're like out with friends and you just can't keep your hands off each other, you're probably a little bit drunk and you just want to fuck so bad. (laughs) Anyway, and we decided to do a French exit because we were both DTF. We were VV drunk, as you can imagine. Knew it. So we stubble... Stubbled? So we stumbled around the house trying to get naked and then basically got the bed and started to get it on. My partner started to go down on me and then the next thing I remember was a stabbing pain down there, which woke me up. Which woke you- wait, you were sleeping? (laughs) I shouted, ouch, what the fuck, looked down and he had also fallen asleep and had full on bitten my clit. You what? He'd bitten your clit? Oh my god, you know what, I've had a story so similar to this. That is so funny. I was literally considering telling this story earlier in the podcast, but I didn't. Thank you for reminding me. Incredible story, by the way. One of the one night stands I had had that was horrific. We, it was like New Year's Day a couple of years ago and we went back to his. He went down on me, had the quilt over. He had Gavin and Stacey on the TV, by the way. So I didn't really, as I said, I didn't have sex for pleasure, so it didn't really feel good, and he wasn't that good either. So I was just watching Gavin and Stacey while he was having a good time down there. Then all of a sudden, I feel him nibbling on my vag lips. Honest to God, I'm trying to watch fucking Gavin and Stacey, and this boy, who I don't even know, is nibbling on my vag lips. Why? Who the fuck taught who taught this boy that that was okay to do? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's probably why I didn't like casual relationships either, because um the one I'd been in, he was a fucking cannibal and was nibbling on my vagina. Listen, any boys listening, when a girl says to eat her out, she doesn't mean it literally. Okay? Okay. My god. I feel... I feel so drained. I feel like I I feel like I talked about so much emotional stuff and I feel like I got so much off my chest. Holy shit. Well, if you've made it this far, Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. 
I'm really enjoying the sexy podcasts. This is exactly what I've wanted to do and I'm so excited. And next week's not going to be as sexy, but to make it more exciting, I'm having my first guest on the podcast. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you, it's Blogging Bell on Instagram. She's amazing. She does Bell's Bakes, which is the cutest little series I've ever seen. It's got its own cute little hashtag. I absolutely love it. She's just amazing and I'm so excited to be doing a podcast with her and I'm so excited that she wants to do a podcast with me. I'm having a guest on my fucking podcast. What the hell? So look out during the week. We're going to be posting some things on our stories or whatever to do with the podcast. Uh, Yeah, look forward to it. So fucking excited. I'd really, really appreciate it if you'd come back and listen next week because obviously it's a massive deal. It's the first time I'm having a guest on. I'm really nervous, but I'm also really excited. I think it's going to be a really good one. And I'll finally have someone to talk to. It's not just me talking about my own experiences, talking to myself. There'll be an actual human being on as well. I'm really excited, so... Thank you so much for listening to this week and hopefully I'll see you next week. Bye.